You're listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. This is episode 23. This episode is brought to you by the Night Nights. That's N-I-G-H-T-K-N-I-G-H-T-S. This is a great book that comes with a plush boy night or a plush girl night. Sir sleeps a lot and Lady sleeps a lot, and they protect kids at night when they go to sleep. So if you have a child that has maybe a hard time falling asleep or has some anxiety over going to sleep, this is a really great solution. These knights will come and guard their room. They'll go investigate any noises that they hear. This is just a really great way to get the kids excited about going to bed. So check them out. Their website is thenightnights.com. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, where having kids only adds to the adventure. Get outdoors, see the world, live a full life. Go Adventure Mom, for families who refuse to be indoorsy people. Now, let's go adventure with Kathy Dalton. Hello, this is Kathy Dalton. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest today. Her name is Pam Baumeister, and she's doing some great things in living a more creative life. So we're going to talk about her path a little bit. She's also trying to be more present with her kids. And I think that's something that we can all learn from. Hello, Pam. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. Hi, it's so great to be here, Kathy. Thank you. So we're going to talk about some really great things with being present with our kids and how you're trying to capture childhood uh, using watercolors, which I'm really excited about. But before we get into that, will you share with our listeners where you like to go and adventure? Okay, so I just discovered this. Even though we live in Utah, near the mountains, 20 minutes away from the mountains, and I have been a skier in the past, but just kind of lost track of that as I was having kids and raising kids. And and just last year, we bought a pass, and so we have gone to Brighton and Cottonwood Canyon, and That is my favorite, favorite place because it is so beautiful. The mountains are amazing and it's just, it's different every single time. Sometimes it's misty and sometimes it's sunny and sometimes the trees are covered in snow and it looks like a magical wonderland. And sometimes it's, you know, it's icy and it's just, it's just so magical to go up there with my family. And I love it. I, I love trying new runs. I love seeing where my kids are going and how they love going in the trees and how that makes me a little nervous. But I always feel really alive when I'm up there. It's really fantastic. We ski as a family too. And, and there's just something about that peace and, and really, I mean, immersing yourself into nature. But also I think if you live in Utah or, you know, some of these, you know, Rocky Mountain states, like you really do need to find at least one sport that you can do in the winter because the winters are cold and it's not fun to be cold. It's not fun to be outside. And I I think finding, you know, whatever works for you, cross-country skiing, downhill skiing, snowshoeing, whatever it is, but something so that you can enjoy it and so that it doesn't become this, oh, it's winter and it's this negative thing. Yeah. And you know what? Wintertime has become one of our favorite seasons now. We get so excited now when it snows. Before it was like, oh, I got to shovel the driveway. Ah, But now it's like, oh my gosh, it's snowing. It's (laughs) no big deal. Now we get to, you know, go up and have fun and it, it really does change your whole perspective. And I, when people are saying, oh, darn, 
it's going to snow. And I, and I get so, I get giddy actually. When I see snow in the mountains, I'm like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. You're able to experience things in a different way and to really live a more full life because you're able to enjoy what our surroundings are. So I think that's, I think that's so great. So tell us where our listeners can connect with you because you've got a beautiful Instagram feed. Yeah. So my Instagram feed is Pam Baumeister. I know it's confusing. German last name. Baumeister is B-A-U-M-E-I-S-T-E-R. So Pam underscore Baumeister. And, um, and then I also have a website that's pambaumeister.com. They can look at all my art there. And a lot of the stuff that I have for sale that I've just done on my own. Uh, but I do a lot of commissions too, which I share sometimes on that Instagram. And then I also share it on Facebook too. So awesome. I have a Pam Baumeister artist on Facebook as well. That's great. And we'll have that information in our show notes. So if you guys are, are mobile, which you most likely are, if you're listening to the podcast, we'll have that information right there. So tell us what it was like growing up in Maine. Oh, it was so wonderful. It was uh, enchanting, really. When I think about my childhood, we, we lived on eight acres of land next to a big forest, which is pretty much all of Maine. There were nine kids in my family, so I had plenty of playmates, but I really loved going into the forest. In fact, we would pack up our stuff and go camping in our pretty much our backyard in the forest. There was a lot of time spent in, the, in nature, in the forest, and exploring and playing with the moss and setting up little tiny villages. And then there was a little path in our, in our woods that used to be an old road. Our house was built in, uh, was about, about 250 years old. And so it was actually part of the um, underground railroad, I found out later. And there's a path in the woods that had been cleared. So it had rock, it had rock fences and it had stones and then big, huge logs laying over the stones. And so we used to play like we were in a Civil War battle. And we'd run up and down that little area with these big, huge cannons that were actually just logs that had been cut and were laying on top of these rock walls. But my brother and I used to play like that all the time. We'd play Pioneers. We'd play... Civil War, we play everything in the in the woods, and it was the best. Just growing up with imagination instead of TV. When, one book that we talk about every once in a while, it comes up on the podcast and on our site, is Richard Louv's book, um, Last Child in the Woods. And he talks about this disorder called nature deficit disorder and how this generation of kids are not having the same kind of childhoods that we had. Yeah. Well, we we grew up with the only phone connection was your house phone with the really long cord that stretched from here to across your house. And your mom was always on it, but you were never on it as a kid. And so, you know, you'd find things to entertain yourself with. And we'd just go outside and we'd play. We'd go, I had a, we had an old horse. And so we'd ride the horse around in the mountain, the, um, not in the mountains, in the hills and the forest. And if we didn't have the horse, we would be just be on foot and playing and digging and just getting dirty. And it was, it was really just, it fed our imaginations. And I remember lying down on the mossy ground, feeling the coolness of the moss and looking up at the forest, looking up at the at the pine trees and seeing a little bit of sky and just dreaming, you know, just thinking and dreaming. And I don't think kids have that kind of quiet 
and that kind of time these days. It's always rushing from one thing to the next, to one activity to the next, in the car, and very seldom do we out, like actually get out and walk through the woods or walk through through nature, really. And it's sad. It breaks my heart, actually. Well, and that that kind of segues into being more present with your kids. Like typically, I think we think it's just the kids that are on the devices, and we got to get the kids off the devices and outdoors. But as parents, I think we're probably the ones that are like the most guilty of being distracted. Yeah, there are so many things to suck our energy and suck our time and our attention. Really, I mean, really, I think our attention is our cash, right? Like, where do we spend our cash? Where do we spend our money? Where do we spend our time? And I am so guilty of it. I mean, Instagram is a great time waster. (laughs) And I have to really talk to myself in the morning. Okay, how much time are you going to spend on Instagram today? And I know that there are there are ways to limit ourselves on on uh, these devices, but yeah, I mean, you're right, absolutely, so many distractions. And I think when we think we're connecting with people on social media, we're not actually connecting with them. We're not actually like looking them in the face. We're not actually um, seeing their facial expressions and the ways that we would connect in person. So we're actually more disconnected, I think, in the world now than we ever were. But it's like this constant need. Like if you eat sugar all day long, you're always hungry. And these social media and all the stuff that we're connected with, it's like sugar. It's like junk food. It's not real lasting um, connection. So I think you're right. It's something we have to fix as adults. I think there can be a lot of value that it can add to our lives. But at the same time, it's, you know, trying to figure out like what works for us as a family, what works for me and my husband and our kids, so that it's not all of us, you know, sitting on our devices. And you were sharing with me before the call an experience that one of your children is kind of the one that says, like, (laughs) did you hear me? Did you put down the phone? Tell us a little bit more about that and how you're working to be more present with your kids. So I have four children. My oldest is 21. Then I have an 18-year-old, a 13-year-old, and a 7-year-old. They're all girls. And my seven-year-old is my baby, so I pay. I I feel like I pay a ton of attention to her, but she's always, always calling me out. Uh, yesterday, I think I was on my device. I was looking at Instagram, which is like that's my junk food. And she was talking to me about something, and she and then she stopped and she said, "Mommy, are you listening to me? Did you hear what I just said?" And it sounded like a parent talking to me. <laughs> I was the child and she was the parent. And I said, no, I'm sorry. Can you repeat what you have, what you said? I'm so sorry. But then the repeating is never as genuine and is never coming from a real, honest, unique place. It's always like, oh, I have to repeat this for you. This is not, you know, you're not really connecting with me. So that's really cha- a challenge for me. And that I try really hard not to be looking at my devices when I'm home with my kids. Um, but it is a real temptation. You know, when you get a text or you get a, you know, an instant message or something, you look at it. You, it's like it demands your attention. So that's really a challenge. And so I think what I try to do is I try to, when I have the time with my children, when I'm with my children and I'm not working, I put the phone away where I can't hear it or I can't see it. I put it face down so I can't see the little notifications because those are just like minor annoyances. Nothing's on fire. So 
putting the phone down, looking, looking into their eyes instead of at your phone. That is really the key because how else are we going to teach our kids how to connect if we don't look at them when they're talking to us and really, really listen? And I think driving sometimes is a great way to connect too because when I'm driving, I'm not looking at my phone at all and I can really listen. If I've got the radio turned way down or turned off, I can really listen to that one child. Sometimes if you have more than one child, it's kind of hard, but... But if that one child is in there, it's a great time to spur a conversation. Or like running errands. Like I, I try to, you know, have one-on-one time with the kids. And yeah. it, it doesn't always look like, oh, we go to a movie or we go get lunch or something. It usually looks like hop in the car with me while we go get the car washed or while we go get groceries. Yeah. But it's it's really making them feel like they're the priority too. And I like what you were saying about kind of this active listening putting things down, being able to look them in the eyes and say, you know, I'm here, I am present. And it's something that I definitely struggle with, but it's something that I'm also realizing, like when it's, you know, crazy busy time, and and even if they're just trying to get my attention while I'm making dinner or something, I've kind of learned, because that's when the oldest, he always wants to talk. And I'm like, I would really love to focus on this conversation with you because I know it's important to you. But right now I'm in the middle of this. Do you think you could maybe help me get this done and then we can get it done sooner and then we can have some focused attention? Yeah, it's it's hard because you do have things that you have to get done. I mean, dinner still needs to be made or, you know, errands still need to be run. But if your kids know that, that you're going to, that you're telling them, like you said, you're telling them, this is important. I want to connect with you. Can we Can we do this, you know, after I get this done? I think that also my daughter, she says, Sometimes I get really annoyed because she is the youngest one and my kids are pretty far apart in age. And so I'm used to being able to like leave my kids home and run my errands because I know I can get them done faster. And I get annoyed. (laughs) I I have to stop myself, but I get annoyed when she's like, well, can I come with you? And I'm like, ah, you got to come with me. (laughs) And she said this thing to me, Kathy, the other day. And I was like, it actually got me a little choked up. She's like, mommy. Because she's got older sisters and she's seen how they grow up and they don't want to hang out with me anymore. It's not because they hate me. It's because they're just busy with other stuff. And she's like, mommy, I'm not always going to want to hang out with you. I'm going to have better things to do. <laughs> so you should, oh, you should be so happy sad. that I want to come with you. I want to spend time with you. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> she is my teacher, Kathy. She teaches me oh, so I much. I'm that. like, I can't believe I've been a mom for 21 years and I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. (laughs) And my seven-year-old is my teacher. But I think that's like the secret of parenting, right? Like we really don't know what we're doing and it really is the kids that teach us. And they're the ones that are the patient ones that are kind of helping to guide us along that path. (laughs) They're They're so good at teaching us too. I mean, they really do know how to push... They know how to push the right buttons at the right time, and they know how to pick up on things that we normally wouldn't. We just gloss yeah. right over. I'm like, yeah. oh, I can get it done faster. Just stay home, watch a show, you know, hang out with daddy or whatever, hang out with your sister. I'll just get this done and I'll come right back and spend real quality time with you. But the, actually, the quality time comes in those weird and strange and unexpected ordinary moments. That's really where the the quality time comes. It's the ordinary moments that are actually really special. 
when, when I'm putting on my makeup, <laughs> I've got like 10 minutes or whatever it is. And I'll usually call down one of the kids, give them, you know, instructions or direction. But, you know, we, we just are all doing the best we can. And, and I think that's something that we have to remember that, you know, we have devices and, you know, the world is a very busy place. But at the same time, I think we're all doing the best we can. And I think we need to do more to celebrate each other and to support each other and say, you know, hey, way to go. You know what? You're doing a great job. And I think we all need to hear that. Yeah. Well, and and part of my whole mission as an artist is to help parents to not only stop feeling guilty for not being a good parent, but to celebrate those little moments, those ordinary moments where their kids were magical or amazing or unique or funny or energetic, or spunky, or whatever, and and to not feel guilty about it. Because like you said, we are trying to do the best we can do. And there's so many of those moments that each one of us has. I have my collectors that have sent me pictures of their children, and we, we work together to pick out a photo. Usually it's just a photo that's an ordinary photo that's on their iPhone that they we're just like, they just caught their child in a, a moment of real true joy, a moment of real true happiness or, you know, wild abandon, you know, or something. And that's usually the one that we, that no one else has seen. And it's special to them because they saw it and they're the ones taking the picture. But also it reminds them, hey, guess what? In that moment, I was a perfect parent. They're happy. They're enjoying life. And they're celebrating and I was there to capture it. And and that's what I try to capture when I do my art of, of those moments. Over at Go Adventure Mom, we are working on our holiday gift guide. And that is going to launch on November 15th on our website. So be sure that you bookmark that so you can be a part of it. And you guys, we have crazy giveaways. I can't tell you what kind of products we're giving away yet, but I can tell you that we have 40 days worth of giveaways. So you want to be sure that you follow us on Facebook. So it's Facebook forward slash Go Adventure Mom because we've got some crazy, amazing things that we're going to be giving away and it's going to last for 40 days. So it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of chances to win. Would love to have you win. Share with us a little bit more how you got into painting and how you've kind of gotten into this really great place where you're able to paint families and children and share, share with us how you started that. So uh, about 18 years ago, I really was just doing some soul searching, trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I've always loved to do art, but I had this desire to go to, to go to art school in San Francisco. And I wanted to go to art school. And then I found out that I was pregnant with my second child and um, it was kind of not an intentional pregnancy, if you know what I mean. So I just decided, you know what, I'll just try and um, I'll just work on it as I can. And so I started taking classes and um, I just started painting and I've been painting for a long, long time, but I never really did anything public because I always felt really kind of self-conscious about it. I didn't feel like I was good enough or I didn't feel like people would pay me for it. And until recently, I, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis about four years ago. And I just decided at that point, you know what? Life is way too short to hold back. Life is way too short to let your fear stop you from doing what you love and doing what you're passionate about. So I decided that I was going to, instead of waiting for things to happen to me, I was going to take 
action and make things happen and and to really follow this this passion for families and making sure families and mothers especially felt that they were worth it that they were not you know they're not the sum of their mistakes they're the, they're sum of all the parts that make up their their lives including all the beautiful moments of their cho- their children and the beautiful moments of their family so i've taken a bunch of classes on business but um, mostly just discovering what my passion is and and discovering that a lot of moms identify with that a lot of parents identify with that that the kids grow up way too fast and you have to stop and you have to slow down and focus on those moments that are the moments of your life. Like it sounds really like a Hallmark card, a little bit cheesy, but it's so true. I mean, when you think about when you think about the moments that meant the most to you, it's usually not the stuff of like achievement or you know, great success. It's usually the moments of like when your kid came up to you on a bad day and, and said, mommy, you look sad. Do you need a hug? That kind of stuff. Like it's like the real basic personal, I'm not going to share it on Instagram kind of a moment. And so that's the stuff I try to capture. And, and that's what I've been trying to do because life is short and we have got to celebrate the beautiful parts of it. And we're meant to be joyful. Like we're here so we could be happy and help each other be happy. And so that's what I try. My, my art is an effort to help moms and dads to feel happy and to, to remember that happiness. Because when your teenagers grow up and leave home and you're, you're looking back and saying, where did that time go? Where did that time go? Why was I in such a hurry? Why did I not rush them to grow up? Yeah, we, I mean, we see that in our own life where we have less time with our oldest than we've had. And like, that's really crazy to think that this timeline that we have, it does go by fast. And I, you know, I I like what you were saying also about being proactive in in taking control of your life. Like, I think we all have this mindset that we have time, but when you do have a life-changing diagnosis in your case that happens that I'm sure was scary and hard to work through, but it's kind of that, that reality check of what, what matters and what, what is my legacy going to be? What are my children going to say about me as a parent? And, you know, one thing that I've been trying to do just the last little bit is to be in the pictures with my kids, because I'm afraid that one day when I am no longer here, (laughs) they're going to look back and there's no pictures of mom. They're going to think, oh, where was mom? It's like, well, I was taking all the pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I know. I've seen a lot of stuff on social media of moms getting in the picture because it's true. We take all the pictures. We're the ones capturing those moments of joy. And we need to show that we're there, like physically there, not just in pictures for, for the world to see, but for our children to see, like you said. I think that is really, really important. And I think that, you know, with my oldest, she's 21, I can hardly believe it. I, have, I, had, I had a dream one day that I was tickling her. She was a five-year-old in my dream. She was a five-year-old. And I was tickling her. And I woke up crying. And I was like, why? Why did that go by so fast? Why isn't she a little kid anymore? Why can't we just play? And I just felt so, so sad. And I was like, oh, moms and dads need to know that that time is so precious. Those kids are only in your house for a short time. 18 years does not seem like very long, 
looking back at it. When you're in the throes of it, it does seem like a long time. But when you're looking back at it, you're like, oh, why did I waste all those years being mad at them or getting, you know, I don't know. I get I get emotional about it because I think, gosh, I wish I had been a little bit more present, just present. So so that's what I'm trying to do with what I'm with with my art. I try I'm trying to help parents to be more present because if they have a piece of art on their wall that represents a moment where they were present, maybe it'll remind them, gosh, I need to have more of those moments and appreciate them. Yeah, I, I I love that you're you're able to share that with us. That that's that's very sweet. You know, I I think also you know there's there's the the aspect of you know being present with your kids, but then there's also this aspect of what you've done. To I mean, it's scary to try something new and to want to start something new, especially painting and putting it out there. Uh, I've read Big Magic by Liz Gilbert. I don't know how many yeah. times, like maybe twice. And I've listened to it like three times. And more than anything, the book for me just kind of gave that permission to say, yes, this is something I want to do. I think we all need that permission. And this is your permission <laughs> to yeah. go do what you you want to do. And to, you know, for, for everybody that's going to look differently, but in in the big scheme of things, like, it's important to be present with your kids. It's important to do those things. And it's also important to value your relationship with yourself enough to say, yes, I, I want to live a more creative life. I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to go over to the craft store. I'm going to buy some watercolors and some paper <laughs> and I'm going to go play and, and, and have that as something that I enjoy doing. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Kathy, it's this kind of thing. I have discovered that I have so much energy for art. It's unreal. I mean, MS is a very exhausting disease. You get really, really tired. But since telling myself that this is what I'm going to be doing, I have had so much energy. I can't even tell you. I get up super early. I work on my art whenever I can. And my one of my teachers said, you need to work on your art in the cracks of your life. When you're raising children, work on your creativity in the cracks of your life. And so many people think, oh, I'm, I'll get to that when I have time. I'll get to that when I have, you know, when I can do long stretches, you know, two hours, three hours, whatever. But it doesn't, life doesn't work like that. You have to make time for it. And I think with the big magic, Liz Gilbert says, you got to, you got to commit to it. You got to commit to it and show up for it. And by showing up, your creativity gives back to you. And I think my creativity has given back to me in spades. I mean, so much energy. It's been a real eye opener to me because I have had way more energy than I even had before I had MS. And I was working out all the time. I mean, I was exercising all the time and doing triathlons and all this stuff. But I get more energy from creativity than I ever got from triathlons. I love that. That's so cool. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here today and to learn from you. And I, I think we all have maybe a sense of renewed determination to to be present to try and capture childhood in the ways that we can if that means you know going for nature walks or or painting or whatever that looks like but but trying to capture that and be intentional about the way that you parent but also the way that you capture those things yeah thank you so much for letting me share because i i obviously have a deep 
rooted passion for for that that pursuit of parents being more joyful with their families and feeling less regret, you know, feeling like guess what? I may have I may have screwed up. I may have yelled at my kids on that day, but the day before, we had a great day and and I have pictures to prove it <laughs> and memories too. I think my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving because the entire month of November, we really shift our hearts to this place of gratitude. And I think we can see things in a more grateful way. We have kicked off the seven miles in seven day challenge. And one of the tips for that day to get your mile in is to do a gratitude walk where for that entire mile, you're thinking about all the things that you're thankful for. If you're walking with a friend, you can kind of go back and forth and share all the things that you're thankful for. So I would just like to suggest that maybe while you're driving or maybe on your next walk that you have a mile of gratitude or some time set aside where you can just think about the things that you're grateful for. And we are very thankful for you and grateful that you guys are a part of this community and appreciate you listening, following us along on all the great things that we're doing and hope that you have a very, very happy November. Thanks for listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. For more family adventure, visit GoAdventureMom.com. Plus, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.